All right, I think we're recording. Can you hear me? I hear you well, yeah. Great. Well, welcome back. This is maybe our first podcast. Maybe it's our second. (laughs) We don't know. It depends how the first one turned out. Um, So, well, welcome back. This is Jennifer. I'm with my co-host, Mark. Hey. Hello, America. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we have some stuff we want to talk about. Mark, why don't you kind of kick us off? Okay. Well, we were talking about... uh, launch it to the celebrity uh, mud. I guess we could talk about all the celebrities that broke up. Uh, There's a lot. Do we have time? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked last week, uh, we, Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox, of course. Right? That's a big one. I mean, yeah. can we just, did we talk about this before? How, how did they get together in the first place? They seem like such an unlikely couple to me. Yeah. I, I don't know much about his, his life other than being on 90210, other than I think he was, was trying to be a rap artist for a little while um even though that that seemed kind of absurd given his uh persona but that's all i knew about him right he was kind of a dorky character on now two and oh and then megan fox was arguably one of the hottest you know female actresses actors as they call them everyone's an actor um it, they just seem like such an unlikely couple so I don't know. I guess she's dating Machine Gun Kelly now. That's what caused the split. He has a type. I mean, it's a complete what? No, no. I'm saying it's just no type, obviously. Machine Gun Kelly and Brian Austin Green is like completely different planets they were born off of. So. It's sad. I'm sure he's sad about losing Megan Fox. Wouldn't you be sad if you were married to Megan Fox? Or maybe she's sad about losing him. I don't know. Maybe Brian Austin Green. He's probably a very good husband. He's probably a nice guy. That would be my guess. I don't know. He has a he has some tattoos. I don't really know anything about his. his <laughs> he does. Maybe she's just upgrading her lo- number of tattoos. Maybe oh, yeah. It doesn't maybe like gun- oh, you only have six tattoos. Well, Machine Gun Kelly has like twenty five. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm making this up, but that's that's a good reason to get divorced. He's no he's no Pete Davidson. You know that the guy's completely covered. He's like a comic book. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We can't talk about Pete Davidson yet, though, until you see The King of Staten Island. So, oh, okay. Yeah, hold off my Pete Davidson comment. <laughs> so, other, otherwise, we're just sad about that. So, good luck, Brian Austin Green. Maybe you'll land, you know, maybe when Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost break up, he can he can marry her. That's imminent. I, I, I talk <laughs> about a bizarre coupling. Yeah, it's like he's, he's, really, he's strange looking. I always thought he was kind of odd looking. Really? Yeah. His, his, his hair doesn't align with his face or vice versa. I don't know. If you see him like close up, close up it's, it's actually frightening. He's, he's really a weird, overly white looking guy. I don't know. Wait, how do you align your hair with your face? Maybe I've been no, doing I mean, this it's wrong. Like it's either he's wearing a toupee or they put a triple on his head or something. I, he just doesn't seem natural. All right, everyone, Google Colin Jost and see what his hair looks like. I, yeah, I don't know. I've only seen him a few times. His hair seemed fine. I don't know. Maybe it's, he just looks too something. I don't know, too, like a Ken doll or too square face, square jawed. I don't know. Maybe he just has good hair. Okay. <laughs> I'm just envious of his high-quality hair. <laughs> that's what I, really... I think that's the key to being a successful actor, is you must have good hair. Well, that would explain why Kevin Costner's career is now down the tube since he got bald. He balled it up, and then now you don't hear about him. Or not as much, yeah. He's, You're saying his, his hair did him in? Well, that was that was part of my theory. That and he, he picks really awful projects, because he picked that film, The Postman, and I couldn't imagine a more boring concept to make a movie out of than a postman. Was he just a mailman? What does that mean, a That's postman? Not a DHL guy, not a, a, you know, a FedEx dude. He was just a mailman. So huh. the, big, the biggest drama in that movie is what? Whether he's going to bring you an envelope or a box that day? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that could be pretty exciting. I mean, that could be pretty exciting. We don't know. We, yeah. we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we're very sorry about Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Um right. Let's see. Kristen Cavallari, I was mispronouncing it, Cavallari and Jay Cutler, I guess, have also decided to get a divorce. This whole pandemic is not good for relationships. There have been quite a few divorces. I mean, I don't see why you can't make it work hanging out with someone, you know, 10 or 12, 14 hours a day locked in your mansion. I mean, if you can't make it work locked in your mansion, how else are you going to make it work? Well, that was part of my theory. Like the, the toilet paper, like the fact that they're down to their last role and that could cause some tension in the relationship. 
you know, they're like, should I give it to her or should I take, you know, it's like dog eat dog, you know, because it's gotten to that point. There's like so few resources, they begin arguing over a toilet paper and the simplest things. So you think toilet paper has caused many of the divorces of 2020? That's what I think happened to Kelly Clarkson and her husband. I mean, what else could it have been, really? I mean, that's, uh, we should ask. Maybe if they would like to be on guests on the show, we would invite any celebrity couples that have broken up to come on our podcast. We've got at least three or four listeners at this point. So <laughs> my dad, your family, I don't know. <laughs> so anyone that wants to come and talk about their divorce, it's a safe space. It's a safe That's space. True. Yeah, we got nothing but love for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she obviously came to fame on being on the hills and he's like a football player, former football player. I guess her complaint that I read was that he was just kind of hanging around the house too much. And, oh, yeah, he used to be a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So, I mean, would you would that bother you? I mean, you're, like, yeah, you're, working hard on your business and your everything, and, and your your spouse is just sitting around hogging all the toilet paper? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's used to – I mean, seeing that is a football player, so she's used to running away. So she's not looking – look, he's always seen from, from uh, a field. So maybe she didn't have to look at him for long periods of time. Yeah, plus anything somebody does get – get on your nerves i'm sure uh uh you're blinded by this you know the, the newness and the celebrity at first and then you know and every little nitpicky thing comes into play i think they're, they're still together but carrie underwood isn't she married to a hockey player i feel like there's this thing with um reality stars being married to former pro athletes it's kind of an interesting combination you're like what do they really have in common he's hot she's hot good starting point pretty much yeah or they're not in competing fields that's yeah, true yeah so can't be like a, you're the best actor well you throw a hell of a ball i mean it's not really a competition yeah i always found it hard to conceive of actors getting together because uh it's like they both want to that's their their just to get attention you know to so the other person grabbing it is no fun yeah well and then the kelly clarkson you wanted to talk about kelly clarkson I guess she's getting a divorce. I don't know much about that one, so you're going to have to roll with that. Yeah, I, it just sounded like, yeah, again, it's a, it's a case of where they didn't really know each other that well, and they just got fed up uh, seeing the same person every day. She she blamed it on the pandemic, so that's pretty much what it what it was. It wasn't like he was cheating on her. I mean, cheating on her with, with what? Unless he was looking at internet porn. I mean, just, his options were limited. Wait, did she really blame their divorce on the pandemic? Yeah. That if it wasn't for that, she probably wouldn't have gotten divorced. I, she, she didn't go into detail, so I don't know exactly what about pandemic. I don't think was wearing a mask all the time. I'm assuming they took it off when they were together. If he was just coughing on her a lot, and she's like, listen, I know you're my husband, but I don't want to get the coronavirus. Stop coughing on me. I mean, you don't want to be apart from someone too much because you'll grow apart. You're on location or something. You're filming your show. You're busy, and you don't see each other. I feel like that is a reason for a lot of splits, but then... If you're around each other all the time, nobody wants to be with someone all the time, right? So that's, I don't know, maybe we should start a, a pandemic, you know, divorce uh, support group for the, after that's this. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Okay. What else? Um, what else did you want to talk about? Well, uh, I had this, this thing where it, it annoys me when uh, celebrities get to pick their own projects, when they reach a height of celebrity, when they're able to basically pick and choose their projects so that every film they make like tom cruise like every film has to agree with his politics and agree with his aesthetic so like he can only pick like like tom hanks i guess only plays elder uh historic roles now oh really it seems like it like every role he is he can't just pick a regular guy to play like just not a normal you know a, a regular guy he has to be like walt disney a guy who flew the, you know that plane over the Potomac was Sully, uh-huh. Mr. Yeah, Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Like, he can't just play a normal person anymore. Uh, it just seems sort of him and then Matt Damon. Every film that guy's in, he has to be the brightest person in the whole film. He's, he's a, okay, he's a janitor, but he's a janitor at MIT and a brilliant janitor at MIT. Then he's, <laughs> then he's the brightest card shark in one film, and then he's, he's on Mars, and he's the best botanist <laughs> on Mars. I'm like, what's the competition there? He's the only botanist on Mars. He was, uh... <laughs> and then he's able to grow a, a whole. He's able to feed himself basically from his own waste. I mean, like this guy's a genius. So he can't be in a movie where he's just Mister Average, right? He's got to be the, the 
That's come on. Come on. He bought, he did that. We bought a zoo though, which I can't either saw it. And I don't remember seeing it or yeah, I don't really remember that movie, but that he could, were you saying he was the most brilliant zoo owner in that film? Yeah. He sees tops, you know, he, nobody cleans out cages like he does. <laughs> That was such an off-brand <laughs> film for him. So I don't, I don't know what he's been up to lately. What is Matt Damon? Matt, Matt, if you're out there. Oh, actually, he was on Kimmel the other night. I think he was, uh, you know, they had this running joke or whatever. And I think he was pretending to show up in the quarantine and, and sleep with Jimmy Kimmel's wife. So so that's what he's been busy, pretending to sleep with Jimmy Kimmel's wife. If Ben Affleck annoys me when I see that guy, he's, he's, he's a bad actor. I just think he's like a... Uh, an overrated. I, I don't think he's a good actor. I think he's dating like a teenage girl or something. No, she's like really young. He's in his what? Oh, right. Yeah. He's dating some 23 year old or something. I mean, they look happy together. I guess I shouldn't judge. It's just yeah. love knows no bounds. It just seems especially true that you seem to always fall in love with someone that's 20 years younger than you. Right. But, yeah. It's a little suspicious. He had yeah, that romance with his uh, nanny, right? Oh, that's right. That's what broke. Uh, or didn't Jude Law also romance his nanny? Yeah. What's the what's the, what, was, you're hiring these like what hot nannies is not a good idea. I think you should definitely hire either a really really old nanny if you're yeah. a celebrity mom. Celebrity moms, all of you listening out there, either hire like you know not Mary Poppins. I mean an old like a ninety year old, maybe an eighty year old grandma or a dude. Although that may not discourage everyone, but it would discourage some some people. Maybe they can make a robot so there's no you know sex to these you know like a robot you can take care of the kid. You know, no, it has to be that. an unattractive robot. <laughs> you have to order an unattractive robot. That robot is hot. Man. I mean, that might be more appealing. We we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, we forgot one of our celebrity breakups. It was Mary Kate Olsen and Olivier Sarkozy. Right. Sarkozy. The big thing with them was that, you know, she was upset because he was kicking her out of the house in the middle of the pandemic and she was trying to file some type of lawsuit to prevent it. I'm like, you're a billionaire. Just go buy like a $30 million house. What's the problem? Like, I feel like if you're a billionaire, you could just go buy a place, even in a pandemic. You just, okay, only $10 million. I'll just be cheap on it. On a Craigslist or Amazon, they must be able to do it. We'll have to read more tabloids. I've heard there's some good Olsen twin tabloid information but probably no one listening cares remember Mary, Mary Kay and, Ol- and Ashley from Full House everyone loves Full House right everyone loves Full House I don't, I don't like John Stamos that guy always irks me though every time I see him on a commercial I'm like really it's John Stamos or Greek yogurt really it's oh, John that's right. he's like everywhere the guy is uh, I don't know I is it, and he's another guy who just has like no talent but for some reason everybody puts him on everything he's like uh, I can't remember that other guy he used to play Slater on uh Head of the class. He's on. He's the host of every show. Oh, Mary Lopez. Yeah, yeah Mary, Mary Lopez, Lopez, right? He's the host of every show. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah he's is- like the Ryan Seacrest of of Entertainment Tonight or one of those Access Hollywood shows. Him and Stamos should be have a show. It's like charisma, no charisma. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to be very generic to be a good talk show host, you know, or to be host the bachelor. You just have to be generically good looking and just generically. No edge. Yeah, no, not interesting. Have no uh, sketchy past. I guess you can't have a sketchy past. Oh, well, I'm yeah. out then. <laughs> <laughs> You're out too. Forget it. We're going to have to stick with this podcast. Sorry. Sorry to our three listeners. We're going to have to listen. Stick with us. You have dark web listeners. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we? Oh, that would be amazing if we had dark web listeners. I, you know, that's a great idea. We should really be marketing to the dark web. Dark web. I don't know. What is the dark web? Have you ever... Where everyone trades social security numbers and hackers go and they, people, oh, bad people yeah. hang out. I what don't you know. Mean? You have to watch that movie. Yeah. Google dark web. I mean, how would you? There's a, there's a, I don't you think you want to go there. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the dark web. You know, it's like some sinister place where all this corruption happens. What else? Do we want to jump into the orgasm candle? Oh, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that's that's another person who should never have, like, uh, creative control on a movie because she'd have, like, the orgasm candle and the, uh, you know, penis lamps. Uh, they'll have, a, you know, all these bizarre things. She'll have, uh, I don't know, like a room deodorizer that smells like her ex-boyfriend's armpit. All these weird. How oh, I have that one. That's really good. I really like that scent. <laughs> it's like, how does she come up with this stuff? 
And who I don't know. I'd love to know who who's buying. Sorry if anyone of our two listeners are shopping at Goop, but it seems very strange. Wait a second. This New York Post article says that smells like my orgasm candle. <laughs> her son is helping her promote it. That seems even more inappropriate. And by the way, it's $75 on the Goop website, but it is a 10 and a half ounce candle. There's something like the vagina that said this smell this smells like my my vagina. Oh, handle. I don't know if it's sold out, but this is this follow-up. Is how would you test market that? How would you? How would you? You know, we've got to beta test this thing to make it sure it it smells authentic. You know, how would they do that? It's horrible. And then, uh, yeah, who uses? I, I mean, I, I'm not. A, I think women like candles, right? They they put candles yeah, around. I don't. I mean, I guess unless you're like a lesbian, why would you want a? Why would you? What is? You know, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just, but why, why would you, why would you want a candle? I feel like the market of the people that shop on her store, it's got to be primarily women, right? But yeah, why would you want something that smells like? You're looking for sketchy clientele if you're, you're, you're selling that kind of merchandise. And $75. I mean, at least it's a high end vagina yeah. or orgasm. It's not one of those cheap, cheap ones. You'd hate the <laughs> 99 cent store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go to the 99 cent store and get whichever rejects that didn't turn out quite right i'm just gonna shop, shop there <laughs> crazy no is people i guess she's surrounded by yes men by people yeah it's a great orgasm candles great yeah I, I need one for the house wife wants you know like uh, how who's saying who's oh, who's green lighting all these wacky? I guess she's the only person. I mean, there must be people involved. I mean, it could be worse, right? She could be doing a butt candle where it smells like your butt. That would be worse. I just probably uh, who knows what the, what the room was like. You know, maybe she was doing like a, one of those pitch meetings, and and they she said that originally, and they had to talk her down. And said maybe something less disgustingly smelled would. I would like to start out with like the smells like musty old feet, wet feet candle and like work my way up to other things like, you know, like uh, dirty ankles and then work up to like crotch, crotchety old knee candle. And then maybe I'll just, you know, earwax candle. Why not make an earwax candle? Okay, Gwyneth, if you're listening. Yeah. That makes sense because ears have wax and candles are made from wax. So what if she just collected? What about this? Celebrity earwax candle. There you go. I, I like that better than uh, what they came up with. The, what was the celebrity wine guy? Uh, Ashton Kutcher celebrity wine. Oh, right. We were going to talk. We talked about that a little last time, didn't right. we? Yeah. And then Mila have a quarantine wine where you're supposed to drink it and you write something on the bottle like, cheers to hating your husband and getting a divorce. <laughs> and then you drink the wine. She could have sent it to all these. To, maybe that's what prompted the Kelly Clarkson divorce and the Mary Kate, you know, like or one of the Olsons, like maybe that's what prompted all these divorces. Maybe she sent them quarantine wine and they're like, now that I'm drunk, I realize I hate you. I also read that uh, Kelly Clarkson said that she was fat shamed. Like she was sent pornography by somebody oh. who's trying to fat shame her. I guess her agent or her producer wanted her to lose weight. So to do that, they sent her nude women. I don't know why that's, <laughs> like was, look like this less like that yeah i guess it was bizarre that came out too so i mean yeah she's not as thin as she was but i mean i don't think her fan base cares that much I meanwhile mean, adele's lost a lot of weight so maybe they should just trade agents if that's what's important to them I mean, kelly clarkson is not uh you know she's more like um a homespun kind of person at this point and she has that talk show so she's not like looking to sex up her, her videos anyway. Can we talk about for one second the fact that yeah. the only show I've seen, late night talk show, there's any production value is Bill Maher. I've seen, there's still like Fallon is just recording from his basement and Kimmel's I, in his rec room or, you know, I don't stuff my, like, like, like yeah. you look better with a stack of books behind you when you're, <laughs> you're dead. And, you know, I just, I don't understand how the graphics people can all be on vacation. Patriot Act you know, Netflix, he's actually at least got some graphics people still working. Like, did everyone just quit their jobs? And you know what? Coronavirus, I'm just going to quit my job and not do any graphics. Like, I mean, we could, we could produce something with higher quality, you know, in our, in our homes than these people. I don't know. Jimmy Fallon's uh, makeup artist is a magician because he looks horrible now. If you look (laughs) close-ups on him or just 
he needs like some kind of a exfoliant on his something. I don't know. They need to come in there with a, like a people with hazmat suits and wash them down. He looks terrible. I don't uh, know. I just, I wonder how the ratings on those shows are. And I love late night talk shows. So no disrespect, but man, I mean, mm-hmm. just bring back the graphics people, give them some, give them a raise or something. Cause they <laughs> definitely, I don't see why they can't make computer graphics at home and do some cool videos. It's just them staring at the TV. It's embarrassing. Like they really need to do something. Who is that? I just read today. He's, Oh, you sent me the article. He's stepping down. Who's that? Uh, uh, late night host who's stepping down. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. So he's taking a break until, well, he is hosting, was it the daytime Emmys? He is hosting um, an award show, but he said, no, no reason. I just am taking a break. I'm like, what? Uh, You can't take a break. That's your job. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's his job is easy. All they do, they shoot from out of their house. How difficult is it? Oh yeah. It's it's tiring. What? It's tiring to turn on your your computer. Maybe he's taking a lengthy summer break. He's been hosting for you. Okay, you know, to be fair, if you were going to take a vacation, this would be the time to do it. Right. So starting July 6th, and he's going to be on vacation through September. I mean, he's like, there's nothing wrong. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I just need a couple months off. That's, I mean, they take a hiatus. Uh, other shows take a hiatus. You're right. It's not like you can go anywhere. I mean, I guess you had a private plane, but it's like, so you need to take time off to stay in, ho- in your home and be unfunny without people around. <laughs> Listen, I'm so unfunny, but I only want to limit my unfunniness to my friends and family, not the rest of America. <laughs> well, he's doing, he's doing the Oscars, so maybe he needs this long to prepare, but that's like a over a year away. They're doing it in, in or they're doing it in April. Oh, was he doing the Oscars? I thought he was hosting the Emmys. Oh, you're right, the Emmys. Yeah, the Emmys. So I don't. Yeah, the Oscars are delayed. Maybe the Emmys are. I guess they're both. Delayed. Yeah, they moved the Oscars back a couple months. So yeah, that's sad. We have a couple more months to write a feature film and get that out there. Right. Yeah. I I should submit one of my films because now I have the best chance. There's like no product out there. Yeah. Did you Did you see there was um these filmmakers that decided that since nothing's being released that they could rent out a movie studio and. You, if you buy tickets, it somehow counts as box office. So they sat and watched their own movie and paid themselves $20,000. And so they could have the number one movie in America. That's, that's a great idea. I didn't know you could do that. So like, I'm paying $5,000 a ticket, but you get the money back, right? Because <laughs> you, you rent out the theater, so you keep all the profits. I'm like, hmm. I mean, I guess there's only $4,000. I don't know. Is it two of them over three times? What is that? I mean, it's not even like a round number, like $2,000 a ticket. What does that work out to be? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just pick a round number? Anyway, you want to talk? You wanted to talk about Danny Masterson that Scientology couldn't save him. I, I know there were all these stories swirling around him uh, for years. It was the rumors, probably. But that's he's like caught. The, it, it was still the, the Me Too movement, like came and went, and then uh, that the starting it up with him and uh, that guy Ron Ely or whatever his name is on that other show. Uh, lately, there's been a, uh, a, a spate of these people coming out. Um, I don't know what it is. And it's harder to, for them to do their dirty work. I mean, we're in a pandemic. I mean, unless these are old stories. No, the, these allegations, I think, date, date quite a while, quite a ways back. Is it early 2000s, I think? Oh. No, it's funny because I'm not funny. There's nothing funny about uh, what happened. But, you know, he was accused of raping, I think, three different women. Um, yeah. But, yeah, 2001 and 2003. I mean, I've, I've heard, I'd heard rumors of that because I've been in LA for, uh, should I say, 20, 22 years. So I definitely had heard some sort of sketchy things. Talking about inside scoop, I heard some sort of sketchy <laughs> things about him a long time ago. Um, but, you know, he's a Scientologist, right? So I don't know if the Scientology people, oh gosh, we're going we're gonna to get murdered now. But <laughs> That's, They're sketchy people and they get away with stuff. So maybe they've been uh, saving him somehow and now they're like, listen, we've done as much as we can and we can't save you. But yeah, this happened a long time ago. So um, I'm not sure why it's finally, charges are finally getting filed. But maybe Scientologists were just like, we're out. We're just on pandemic. We have other things to do. Right. Yeah, they, their PR team got, uh, you know, what do you call it, furloughed. So they, they couldn't, you're on your own, buddy, basically. There's not much to say about that, except I've just heard for many years, you know, just sketchy things about him. And, you know, but he was always dating some actress. I mean, he was always around and working. And he's on the ranch and, you know, he's been consistently working. So, I mean, of course, you're innocent until proven guilty, but it's just, 
I, I you know, I've definitely heard not great things about him for a long time. So yeah. I guess the idea is if you're a Scientologist, they will cover things up for you. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I hope justice is served, whatever the truth is, but it doesn't certainly doesn't sound like a good situation if you're being accused by that many people, right? Like one um, one person can make up a story, but multiple people, it just seems. Uh, but it, I, I do want to talk about Anna Kendrick, like because she she's making that she came out with that movie about her and the sex doll. She's what? There's a movie where her, where she takes a road trip. She finds out her boyfriend has a sex doll. And she catches him. I don't know. I don't think she catches him in the act, but she she opens a closet, and I guess the sex doll is there. And then the sex doll actually talks. That's another gimmick to this film. Sex doll talks, and then for some reason, I guess she goes on a road trip with her ex boyfriend's sex doll. And the whole thing is about it's like a Thelma and Louise, a road trip with her and her boyfriend's sex doll across the nation. And I'm like, really, that's the premise for this film. So just, How have I, I, I not heard of this? It's called. Uh, is it called Sex Doll? Let me let me look it up. And How have I not heard? How did this not just get a tremendous? Oh, it's called Dummy. How have yeah, I not dummy. heard about? Oh, it's a Quibi. It's a new. I did hear about this. All right, oh, no, it's a new it's Quibi. A it's, not a it's like a short. They do shorts, right? They're really short. Them. Right. You know, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't. Uh, yeah, it's a comedy. Like, well, that's good. I thought it was a dramedy. It's like, did she say no to any concept? Because, like, really, she she greenlighted that concept where she's riding around the country with a with a sex dummy, crazy. And then, uh, yeah, like she's still making movies where she's like a young single girl. She's doing something else where she's well, Mr. Right. Did you see Mr. Right? That's a great film on Netflix if you haven't seen it with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rock. Where she falls in love with him and he's a hitman, basically. It's actually it's actually a really good movie. <laughs> I really like Anna Kendrick. I don't want to say anything bad about her. If she wants to make a movie about the sex dolls, that's totally fine. Hey, it worked for, wasn't, didn't Ryan Gosling make a movie about um, Lars and the Real Girl? Oh my gosh. I mean, this is in, let's see, 2007. So it's been a long time. You should definitely watch this movie. Okay, yeah. He's the socially awkward and his uh, brother and sister-in-law worry about him. So, um, so he says that, he tells them he has a new girlfriend that he met on the internet. This is a synopsis from online and they're overjoyed, but it turns out his new lady friend is a life-size plastic woman. And you know, what a funny footnote to that story is oh. there's a real company called real doll at the time. Anyway, that makes Macy's are like lifelike full size dolls, right? But they, they're not animatronic or robots, but they're just, you know, you change your hair and whatever. And so I was at a party once these friends, like a whole genre of this kind of film that's so strange was there i guess i mean anna kendrick's just bringing it back and then i met these people at a party and i'm like what do you do and oh we work for real doll i'm like what like you know did you see lars and the real girl and i was like yeah they're like we make those dolls i'm like wait that's a real company she's like oh yeah (laughs) so actually he was at a party and met these people which i thought was interesting so imagine yeah they're not sex dolls but they're not not sex dolls But yeah, Ryan Gosling, I mean, that, you know, maybe that was the catalyst that launched his whole career because things really took off for him after that. Oh, you should really watch that. Everyone listening to all three of you, including my dad, you should watch Lars and the Real Girl. I mean, it's a very strange little film. Oh, it got nominated for Best Original Screenplay. So there you go. I mean, it's, uh, wait a second. He won a Golden Globe Award? That? Yeah, I'm just the... It says Golden Globe Award for Best Actor Motion Picture, Ryan Gosling. Wow. That's crazy. You won for that? That's so bizarre. It seems like you would have been nominated, not actually won. I feel like I would. Maybe Oscar Gold is Anna Kendrick's, you know, for The Taken. She wants to be in a movie with a sex doll. You know, this, she'll beat out uh, Meryl Streep. For oh, sorry. He was just nominated. Sorry. He didn't win. I was like, that can't be right. I would know. Oh, well, he's been nominated a bunch of times. Well, Valentine, Nights of March, Crazy Stupid Love, and then he won for La La Land. But. Huh. Wow. I did not know he was nominated for that. Imagine getting, imagine if you'd won an award for playing that character and you were so believable as this awkward guy that didn't have a girlfriend, but fell in love with his doll. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank the doll. He's still married. We, we talk about people we think won't be married soon. That could be a fun segment. Who do you think, like how are Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick still together? That's impressive. Yeah. She strikes me as being very irritating. Being very what? Irritating. 
Oh, you think? Well, high maintenance, irritating. Yeah. So you would recommend divorcing her? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not. He's not got many more op- many options now because he's he, he looks a little old. The, the last time I saw him was on uh, the Connors as, as uh, the boyfriend of uh, Roseanne's sister, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, he's and that was the he. I don't. He put on this weird accent. He was terrible. He's not. I don't know. That's. I mean, it's a prominent show, and he was. I'm sure that they axed his character because it was just so irritating on it. Huh. I yeah. did not see that. I'll have to look that up after I watch the Anna Kendrick <laughs> film. Maybe you could just make a night of watching <laughs> movies of people that are in love with dolls. Maybe that oh, yeah. could be like a fun Netflix. What was the one of with um. Uh, what's his, who was fell in love with his, his iPhone or something? That was the other one. Oh, her? Yeah. Oh, no, no, wait. Well, there was her, which was more like an Alexa type thing. And yeah. And there was a really bad one with the guy whose name I don't remember where the phone takes over his life because he doesn't pay attention to her and she gets jealous and then she starts to ruin his life. Oh, I forget, I forget I, who was in that. But yeah, this uh, I'm like not... The only things I've watched, I told you, were, uh, you know, the House Hunter shows that comedians on couches watching house hunters i mean there's really nothing on right now they're showing they've been showing a lot of um game shows in prime time oh that's right they brought back press your luck yeah i'm like i guess because they don't all these shows don't need audiences no i think they were i assume they were filming before you think they were filming that since the pandemic oh maybe they had decided to do this in the summer anyway because uh the other shows were on hiatus i just thought because they can't film regular shows they had these other shows on backup or something, but I guess you're right. They already already pre-taped all these things and are just now showing them. Yeah. I was watching family feud briefly. And then I was like, press your luck. I would, would have loved for them to brought that back like 10, 20 years ago. Now I feel like they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, I think they even brought back Joker's wild. I think that was also on yeah. game show network and was it Ellen's game of games is always on. I like those. I like those shows where they're just, uh, you know, there's like 12 versions of Wipeout. There's one on Netflix that's like some volcanic, like don't fall in the volcano. It's called Lava. Or you're like, don't fall in the lava. And you're like, I don't know. Any show where there's something bad that happens to a celebrity, I think would be a good show. You know, like where there's, they have to suffer. Uh, you know, put them on. Like Elm's Game of Games, but like with celebrities. Yeah. That's true. They're just, they're not as interesting to watch. or maybe more embarrassing to see. Maybe we should, maybe we should get all these divorced people together. Yeah, like on a, on the what is it? What was that called? Uh, where the, they had just act, they answer intimate questions about their love life. What was that? Oh, the newlywed game. Yeah, like do that, but the opposite version when they're close to you know divorcing. Like who knows their soon to be ex husband or ex wife better than and you win what like a free legal services legal services. <laughs> you win a free divorce attorney at the end, like the couple that. Well, how about like you hate each other? Whoever hates each other the, the most should get the free right. attorney. You know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. We could come up with some concepts for that, I suppose. <laughs> what else? Like, what else is going on in terms of? I mean, obviously it's a little quiet, right? Because people can't be out and about doing things. We need everyone to go back to work so we can talk about more things. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is. I mean, yeah. Everything is remote. Like I said, uh, you know the. House Hunters remote. I just don't. Remote is inherently more boring. Because yeah, I mean, I watched American Idol that way. The Voice. I mean, it's not compelling TV to watch people on uh, Zoom. They did bring back what was it? One of those not Deal or No Deal, but um, Millionaire, right? Where they ask the trivia questions because it's just. I think it was actually Kimmel was hosting, so it's like no audience and just you can sit. 20 feet apart from him and just ask them questions. I'm like, yeah, you could totally film something like that. You know, the production value is at least good. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the best part of these shows are often like when the, the interview goes wrong for these celebrities, goes south, like we were talking before, like they answer, you know, they, they pose a really awkward question and, the, and the, you know, the guy says, well, you know, they don't want to talk about it. So I, I think William Shatner used to have a, have a show called, uh, my last nerve or something like that. So we would purposely try to ask questions that would piss people off. Oh, really? That sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah. You said Andy Cohen had done something like that, right? Where he asks yeah. invasive questions and then you complete the fifth on something. Yeah. The last uh, 
two is like a lightning round. Like who was the worst kisser on any set? Who oh, uh, right. would you work with again? Marry, shag, or kill? And you have to pick uh, somebody you worked with on a film or something like that. So they had Meryl Streep do it or, or Hugh Grant on one episode. Wow, I'm surprised they're willing to do that because normally, you know, you want to be very PC as a celebrity. You don't want to say anything bad that you could get into trouble for later. Yeah, it had Deborah Winger on. I haven't seen There's another celebrity who fell off the map. No one's going to know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Winger. I always have this dream that people listening to our podcast are like 20, but reality is probably like, uh, well, the, the officer and a gentleman. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. people would know i guess we you know maybe they could uh i mean this won't apply to anyone listening but they could do a game show where they bring back all the you know stars from 80s sitcoms right because they're obviously not yeah. doing anything and they could just compete like the cast of mr belvedere meets the cast of i don't know facts of life you know i don't know the clothes for comfort but i think <laughs> they're all dead right oh, <laughs> they're all, <God>. they're all <laughs> dead <laughs> Jesus. Okay, this is a terrible idea. Never mind. <laughs> and the Olsen twins aren't going to do it because they're billionaires. So, okay. Oh, so, strokes. yeah, different Never strokes. mind. I'm going to stick with my day job and running this podcast. Oh, alive. Different strokes, except for Miss Garrett. Uh, I think we're all alive. Different strokes. And yeah. Then, uh, right, though. You'd have to go with the shows where people were much younger because even if they were like 10, they would now be like 50. Yeah. All right. Not a good concept. We should stick with the uh, real doll and <laughs> robots. <laughs> that concept has a lot more legs. Yeah, celebrities need to get back to doing celebrity things. So, Because, you know, there's like very few star snaps. I mean, you occasionally see people out and about, you know, sometimes like with a mask on and sometimes not. But it's, you don't really see a whole lot of, you know, that's all you might see is like someone walking around or on a yeah. bicycle or something like that. Oh, we didn't talk about SNL. Uh, I mean, we did a little bit before, but the uh, the thing I, I was thinking about this, the thing that used to bother me about SNL, and I don't know why, but at the end of the show when everybody's like shaking hands and they roll the credits at the end, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are they doing this? Because yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they never explain that. Well, right. they want to say thanks. For right, but what on what other other show can you think of where they do that? I can't think of any. It's like. You don't see on The Sopranos after, you know, Tony Waxa guy. He's like, oh, yeah, how you, you know, this <laughs> show. The guy gets up off the floor and they shake hands. It's so bizarre. You know, this forced social yeah, interaction at the end. They don't want to just uh... say goodnight. Good night, everybody. They, they want they want to have this slow, lingering goodbye where, like, uh, Chris Hem- Hemsworth has to be in conversation with Kyle Mooney. I don't know. I just find it so bizarre. It looks so awkward, just everyone, you know, yeah. standing around and like, and you know, because they always cast like some actor with some musical guest that has nothing right. to, like, they're just so just separate, like, well, these people aren't going to have anything in common. And it's like, you go up and hug Katy Perry and be like, like great Grant, job, Katy. Yeah, Hugh Grant and Rihanna. Hello, Rihanna. Yes, <laughs> Rihanna. I, what do they have to talk about? It's literally nothing. I don't know. I'm looking at page six and not to get off topic, but I see Brian Austin Green is shopping and he's buying bounty paper towels and a roll of a double roll of uh, 12 double rolls of Charmin. So it's probably if you see this is what happens when you break up with when Reagan Fox leaves you, you're just going to the grocery store buying toilet paper and paper towels. That was my theory. That's why Kelly Clarkson broke up. He realized that that's why he's stocking up on the toilet paper. He doesn't want the same thing happening. You're saying that that's why she left him because yeah. he's like, okay, Megan, please come back. I have a huge thing of Bounty <laughs> and Charmin. And it's the good that's stuff, it. right? He's not that's going for the cheapo store brand. He's going with Bounty and Charmin. That's like yeah, high end stuff. You can't cheap out on this. It's like giving a girl like a fake uh, diamond ring. You can't cheap out on the toilet paper. It's a very important time. I mean, is Bounty better than Viva paper towels? I don't know. Yeah, Scott, and I'm not taking the Scott tissue, not taking the store brand. Yeah, it's going to be top of the line. Uh, yeah, all we have is just celebrities walking around. <laughs> so we have right now is the big hunter is like, are they walking? Are they biking? Are they wearing a mask? Oh, you want to talk about Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, however we say his name. He's taking okay. a stroll with his mother on, his mom's on an electric scooter, but like, like a, oh my god! Like one for it someone, is, like a, a seated one, like she's elderly and he's jogging. I wish we should really do a video version of this so you could see these ridiculous <laughs> photos. 
But yes, he's jogging and she's on her like electric wheelchair scooter thing. Yeah, he's <laughs> That's nice. Guy. Quality time together. I mean, this is as good as it's going to get. Like celebrities like walking around with each other. Yeah, I mean, as celebrities doing anything normal are like Joaquin Phoenix, you know, um, buying a lottery ticket. You know, who cares? Oh, we forgot to talk about um, they're auctioning off a date with Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Uh, for charity, I think it's a cancer charity, or so the bidding. Like, two days ago, the bidding was at like fifteen or seventeen thousand dollars. I said, "Oh, maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring." But now the bidding is up to like seventy-five thousand dollars, and I haven't even checked it today. But but so get this: you don't get anything. You get fifteen minutes over Zoom. I'm sorry, right. for seventy-five thousand dollars, he should come to my place and make love to me. I mean, come on. Oh my God, <laughs> not That's- me. I'm just saying, if I was paying, no, of course not. <laughs> you know. A hundred thousand dollars like you're gonna do a fifteen minute zoom, really? That's true. Yeah, they better be doing something else besides just talking for that amount of money. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, it's dangerous. Can they at least get together in the park from ten feet away? Like for twenty like a hundred thousand it's probably gonna go up to like a few hundred thousand dollars, some rich divorcee. What does he have to say that's worth that much? Like, whoa, man. <laughs> Working on uh Bill and Ted's excellent adventure was so good. Like, well, well yeah, they are doing the sequel, right? Or they were. I guess everything old comes back eventually. But yeah, like he totally ridiculous that this. Why would you want a Zoom session with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, I don't know, but it's like I said, for fifteen minutes on. I mean, you know, it's just to give the money to charity, but just donate it then. Why does he have to kill? Well, yeah, it's like they're. It's like oh, I was going to donate money anyway. I might as well at least you know get something else out of it, but. Yeah, I mean, 15 minutes. I'm like, you better at least spend an hour with me for, for $100,000. Or cast me in his film. for. You can also win um, a 15-minute Zoom concert with Fifth Harmony singer Allie Brooke. Nobody knows who that is. She's like the least popular Fifth Harmony singer. And a guitar signed by singer-songwriter Andy Grammer. So I guess if you had to choose between those things... I guess you would choose... In a date with Oats of Hall and Oats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got Oates. I met Oates, actually. I met, what is his name, John Oates once. He was doing a solo show. And, um, yes, it's up to $75,000 if you want to. I got $76,000. Like, well, what is he doing? Like? Yeah, Oates is very short. I met him after a after this concert that he was doing at the Mint here in L.A. And he's so short. I mean, he's a very tiny guy. And, you know, he was nice enough. I, he clearly wasn't the most extroverted guy. But I was like, really wanted to meet Paul. Why is Paul not here? Like, why can't I be invited to his his solo concert? I don't care about Oates. I want to meet Paul. Paul's the one with the better hair. Wow, all these other auctions are not going for very much. It's like, oh, you can give money to camp children for $10 or something. And then the Keanu Reeves thing is like $75,000. I think we should outbid this lady or whoever's trying to bid on this. You don't want to go in on that with me? No, I don't, I don't like Keanu Reeves. We can split the time. Actually, I'm saying I don't have that many good celebrity stories, but I did. I was uh, visiting a friend years ago who was working on, at Warner Brothers on a film, and we were in one of the dubbing stages, and it came out. You know, this is right around whenever one of the matrices was out. So it was like 2000, I don't know, late 90s or early 2000s. And so we come out, it's like the second floor and we're coming down the second floor, like fire escape, like we're in the back of the building or whatever. And uh, not the fire escape or whatever, it's a metal staircase thing. And I like, and I come out this door and I look and standing before me, dressed in full costume is, is Neo, is Keanu Reeves. He's like standing right there. And I was like, oh, I was like shocked to see him. And he's probably shocked to see me too. Cause I think he was out there, you know, rehearsing or mellowing out for his probably doing the overdubs or whatever and I was just like oh I was not expecting to literally come face to face with Keanu Reeves so I already had my two second date with Keanu for free so yeah true yeah he's he's like apparently a really wonderful human being like he saves people from burning buildings he uh he gave up uh, there was a picture of him giving up a seat for an old woman on the subway I don't know why he was taking this that's just good manners but like, like yeah. no, I'm Keanu Reeves. I uh... <laughs> well, I'm not acting in films. I like to save lives and perform abortions. And what I don't know what he does. He does all these uh, charitable things and works. Do you think there's an implied pressure to save people if you're a celebrity? It's like, oh, if you're yeah. a regular person and like you know, that's true. House is on fire. You could just like go by and be like, oh, I can't do anything. I'm just a regular Joe. But if you're like, true. you're right. Yeah, Denzel Washington, too, saved somebody recently, I heard. from. Really? Yeah. So I I guess, yeah, they think it's like a 
behooves them to do it. It's it's like their uh, payback, pay forward. Do you think that publicists set that up so that they can get more publicity? Like, listen, things aren't going so well for your career. You should really try to save someone's life. Well, that's a very cynical view. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here, it says action stars like Tom Cruise, Tom Hardy, and Harrison Ford have stepped in during real-life crises. Demi Moore once tweeted to someone to try to save their life online. Oh, and John Krasinski saved a woman from drowning when he was 17. But John Krasinski wasn't famous when he was 17, was he? So what does that mean? We never hear the opposite. Like, villains in films, like, they they kill people or they don't step in or they push an old lady down the stairs. (laughs) You don't hear the opposite. That would be bad for Brad Press, I think. But I guess you're right. They they could be media stunts. Makes sense. Jared Leto, you know, or people who have really bad reps like Jared Leto. Leto is that what his name is? Leto, Leto. Yeah, he won an Oscar. I heard he's. I had a friend that had to work with him, and she's like, he was not a nice person. She's not a fan of his. So I was upset to hear that he actually won Oscars. And you know, he wanted to be. He was up for being the Joker. You know, he played the Joker already. So when that movie was coming out, I was reading that he wanted to be the role that went to Joaquin Phoenix. And he was so angry that he didn't get it. I'm like, well, he probably didn't get it because he's a jerk. Like, nobody wants to work with him. Yeah, it's difficult people on the set. Who else is really old? Ellen DeGeneres, of course. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Right, remember he cursed out like a PA or something for like getting in his shot or getting, I mean, you know, to be fair, like, that's probably unprofessional, but like it's also unprofessional to be unprofessional. I don't know. I would be paranoid of, of hurting, yeah, if I was just, nowadays especially, it's so paranoid, I wouldn't do want to do anything to get out of line. I was thinking about that. Like are people going to, are celebrities, like if you're, would you want to go back to work right now with the whole virus thing? Would you be willing to risk your life to go back to your crappy like TV show, you know? Right. I mean, I guess hopefully by October, I mean, I don't know when these things are going to start a production, but I think it'll be better. I don't, I don't know if it'll uh, subside, but they, I guess they have to sort of kind of go back. Yeah, actually, they started up production and I heard from a neighbor who said, oh, they started up production, but they've already had to shut down some productions because of the people been getting infected. I'm like, oh, great. Now, Florida, it's really bad, right? Is it Florida, they had a rebound? Or it got worse the second uh, I think Texas and Florida and Arizona and a lot of wow. places are having issues. Yeah, we had it so bad. New York had it so bad the first time. I don't know if we could. We have a rebound. It, it probably can't be as bad because we had it because uh, most of the people that would got it, uh, you know, got it and then either, you know, perished or got over it. So I, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe it will be worse, but. But I think a lot of people stand inside, right? I mean, at some point, yeah. if you stay inside, you're probably safer. And if you go outside, you're probably going to have a lot more issues. So everyone's doing a podcast. We're not the only people. Everyone has a podcast no. now. So we have a lot of competition in the world. Right. But our we're going to have to we're have to see, you know, if anyone has any ideas, if anyone wants to be a guest on our show, you have to be entertaining, of course. But if anyone wants to be a guest, let right. us know. Um we could interview other uh, podcasters or podcastees. True. If you're a comedian, we would love to have some comedians on the show. And, you know, if you're just an interesting person, I mean, I think the idea when I originally had the concept for this was to have interesting guests on here. But so, you know, reach out to us. What is our email address? Inside scoop podcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in um, being a guest or have any comments on the show or anything like that, please reach out. We would love to hear from all five of our listeners. <laughs> And, you know, if there are topics and there's anything you want us to talk about, if you, we, you know, hopefully be nice. We'd like to get some nice feedback, but, um, you know, if there's anything you'd like us to talk like more about movies, more about music, more about TV, less about things, you know, I'd love to get feedback on what we what you like about the show, what you don't like, just be nice. We're sensitive artists over here. <laughs> I don't want to get any hate mail. We only have three listeners, so hopefully, <laughs> we'll hopefully no one will write us at all. But uh, if anyone, if anyone does write, hopefully it'll be nice. <laughs> we love the show and it's amazing. <laughs> what else? Is there anything else you want to talk about, Mark? Uh, I think we covered most of it. All right. Yeah. And if you're a celebrity and you'd like to be on the show, we're open to having you on. That's true. All right. So I guess until next time, thanks for listening. Keep safe, America. Yes. Wear, wear your face mask, the social distance, take care of yourselves. And write us, insidescooppodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye. Bye.
Jen and Mark present Celebrity Divorce Wines. All across the nation, like never before. To some celebrity marrieds, confinement has inspired even stronger bonds of love. To others, togetherness has only magnified faults, engendered hatred, and led to only one inevitable conclusion. Finito Wines, a subdivision of Caput Spirits and Ale, is happy to announce Celebrity Divorce Wines. It's an exclusive collection curated from prominent celebrities who have taken the blood and sweat of their marriage and distilled it down to this exclusive collection of irresistible vino. Sexual boredom in his marriage to Jennifer Garner led actor Ben Affleck to have a sexual affair with his own child's nanny. Yipes! Awkward. But to financially capitalize on his own unfaithfulness, Ben Affleck is proud to introduce his new Nanny Noir wine. Nanny Noir. It's a flirty blend, so forbidden, yet so delicious. Sure, Ben's affair with his own child's nanny totally derailed his career and wrecked his life, but it also did inspire this deeply satisfying vintage. Mm. Now that's good wine based on sexual infidelity. Yeah, Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert had the perfect country marriage. What went wrong? Did Blake snore like a buzzsaw one night? Did Miranda chew her morning grits with her mouth wide open? Well, whatever ticked these two hicks off, things sure did get messy, didn't they? And the big D followed. Now, since Blake Shelton is one man who loves to drink, and he had no choice but to come up with a wine based on his failed marriage and his biggest hit song, Old Red. It's called Old Red, Your Marriage is Dead. It's a fine, full-bodied red wine with grapes exclusively hand-picked by his new, much younger model squeeze, Gwen Stefani. Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. Megan Fox was the most beautiful woman on the planet. Brian Austin Green was a nerdy kid who loved to rap and started 90210. Oh my God, I'm so out of my league being married to Megan Fox. Yep, two people with nothing in common. But what, what was it? What was it really? What was the straw that finally broke that camel's back and made them splitsville? Was it Megan Fox being adored by every man on the planet? Was it the fact that Brian Austin Green has three goddamn names and only half the tattoos of Machine Gun Kelly? Well, despite their many differences, there's only one thing these two people can agree on. Life sure seems better when you're drunk. So they've announced new Green Fox wine. Green Fox, a great combo of Brian's nerdy attention to detail and Megan Fox's totally hot bod. Coming soon, new... Children of Divorce Microbrews.